Today is Friday, the 7th day of October 2020. Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise. How good it is to be getting closer to the end of this week. Often working our way through a week can be daunting and time just seems to drag. For those who have competed by jogging, running, hiking, or walking any distance events, you know that as we get closer to the finish line, Sometimes the body just wants to give up, quit, be done. Yet, most often, we've left our vehicle back at that starting point, and we need to get there in order to go home. So we have no options except to keep moving and to strive to finish strong. And yes, that is the goal for today, just to keep moving, to finish strong. Are you ready for five great reasons to just keep running the race and striving to finish strong? If so, you're in the right place because the Lord has an abundance of blessings to rain down into your life today to encourage and instruct us on how to exactly do that. Are you ready to be nourished? Are you ready to be encouraged? Yes, yes indeed, the Lord's living word is so powerful for such a time as this. We are not alone, and God has a powerful message for each one of us today. Our journey today starts in Psalm 7. Then we go to Psalm 37, Psalm 67, Psalm 97, and Psalm 127. I am reading from the Living Bible today, and if you would like to follow along as I read, head over to your online Bible resource. I use BibleGateway.com. Select the Living Bible, go to the chapters, and follow along. If you are new to this daily reading of the Psalms, welcome, sit back, and enjoy God's Word pouring into your life. But before we head out, we need to do as we do every day, to take this brief moment to center ourselves, to quiet ourselves, and invite the Lord to be our focus. Gracious Heavenly Father in Heaven, we come humbly into your presence right now, We desire to draw near to you. We are desperate for comfort, for direction and wisdom, because this journey is very challenging. But we know that you are hearing our prayers. You generously offer mercy and grace and abundance for those who choose you. As we journey into your living word, spark joy inside of us. Infuse us with your peace, a peace that passes all understanding. In this moment, as we are seeking you, open our minds, open our hearts to you. And our desire is that your Holy Spirit will work within transforming our lives from the inside out. We ask that you lead, we ask that you guide, and we ask that you illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 7 I am depending on you, O Lord, my God, to save me from my persecutors. Don't let them pounce upon me as a lion would and maul me and drag me away with no one to rescue me. It would be different, Lord, if I were doing evil things, if I were paying back evil for good or unjustly attacking those I dislike. Then it would be right for you to let my enemies destroy me, crush me to the ground and trample my life in the dust. But Lord, arise in anger against the anger of my enemies. Awake. Demand justice for me, Lord. Gather all peoples before you. 
Sit high above them, judging their sins. But justify me publicly. Establish my honor and truth before them all. End all wickedness, O Lord, and bless all who truly worship God. For you, the righteous God, look deep within the hearts of men and examine all their motives and their thoughts. God is my shield. He will defend me. He saves those whose hearts and lives are true and right. God is a judge who is perfectly fair, and he is angry with the wicked every day. Unless they repent, he will sharpen his sword and slay them. He has bent and strung his bow and fitted it with deadly arrows made with shafts of fire. The wicked man conceives an evil plot, labors with its dark details, and brings to birth his treachery and lies. Let him fall into his own trap. May the violence he plans for others boomerang upon himself. Let him die. Oh, how grateful and thankful I am to the Lord because he is so good. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord who is above all lords. Psalm 37 Never envy the wicked. Soon they fade away like grass and disappear. Trust in the Lord instead. Be kind and good to others. Then you will live safely here in the land and prosper, feeding in safety. Be delighted with the Lord. Then he will give you all your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him to help you do it, and he will. Your innocence will be clear to everyone. He will vindicate you with a blazing light of justice shining down as from the noonday sun. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. Don't be envious of evil men who prosper. Stop your anger. Turn off your wrath. Don't fret and worry. It only leads to harm. For the wicked shall be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord shall be given every blessing. Only a little while, and the wicked shall disappear. You will look for them in vain. But all who humble themselves before the Lord shall be given every blessing and shall have wonderful peace. The Lord is laughing at those who plot against the godly, for he knows their judgment day is coming. Evil men take aim to slay the poor. They are ready to butcher those who do right. But their swords will be plunged into their own hearts and all their weapons will be broken. It is better to have little and be godly than to own an evil man's wealth, for the strength of evil men shall be broken, but the Lord takes care of those he has forgiven. Day by day, the Lord observes the good deeds done by godly men and gives them eternal rewards. He cares for them when times are hard, even in famine. They will have enough, but evil men shall perish. These enemies of God will wither like grass and disappear like smoke. Evil men borrow and cannot pay it back. But the good man returns what he owes with some extras besides. Those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall die. The steps of good men are directed by the Lord. He delights in each step they take. If they fall, it isn't fatal for the Lord holds them in his hand. I have been young and now I am old, but in all my years I have never seen the Lord forsake a man who loves him, nor have I seen the children of the godly go hungry. 
Instead, the godly are able to be generous with their gifts and loans to others, and their children are a blessing. So if you want an eternal home, leave your evil, low-down ways, and live good lives. For the Lord loves justice and fairness. He will never abandon his people. They will be kept safe forever, and all who love wickedness shall perish. The godly shall be firmly planted in the land and live there forever. The godly man is a good counselor because he is just and fair and knows right from wrong. Evil men spy on the godly, waiting for an excuse to accuse them and then demanding their death. But the Lord will not let these evil men succeed, nor let the godly be condemned when they are brought before the judge. Don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep traveling steadily along his pathway, and in due season he will honor you with every blessing, and you will see the wicked destroyed. I myself have seen it happen, a proud and evil man towering like a cedar of Lebanon. But when I looked again, he was gone. I searched but could not find him. But the good man, what a different story. For the good man, the blameless, the upright, the man of peace, he has a wonderful future ahead of him. For him, there is a happy ending. But evil men shall be destroyed and their posterity shall be cut off. The Lord saves the godly. He is their salvation and their refuge when trouble comes. Because they trust in him, he helps them and delivers them from the plots of evil men. Psalm 67 O God, in mercy bless us. Let your face beam with joy as you look down at us. Send us around the world with news of your saving power and your eternal plan for all mankind. How everyone throughout the earth will praise the Lord. How glad the nations will be, singing for joy because you are their king and will give true justice to their people. Praise God, O world. May all the peoples of the earth give thanks to you, for the earth has yielded abundant harvests. God even our own God will bless us, and peoples from remotest lands will worship him. Psalm 97 Jehovah is king. Let all the earth rejoice. Tell the farthest islands to be glad. Clouds and darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes forth before him and burns up all his foes. His lightning flashes out across the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens declare his perfect righteousness. Every nation sees his glory. Let those who worship idols be disgraced. All who brag about their worthless gods, for every god must bow to him. Jerusalem and all the cities of Judea have heard of your justice, Lord and are glad that you reign in majesty over the entire earth and are far greater than these other gods. The Lord loves those who hate evil. He protects the lives of his people and rescues them from the wicked. Light is sown for the godly and joy for the good. May all who are godly be happy in the Lord and crown him our holy God. 
And our final psalm for today is Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds a house, the builder's work is useless. Unless the Lord protects a city, sentries do no good. It is senseless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, fearing you will starve to death, for God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. Children are a gift from God. They are his reward. Children born to a young man are like sharp arrows to defend him. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. That man shall have the help he needs when arguing with his enemies. It is Friday, and we are almost at the end of another week of 2022. And the word that we have heard packs some powerful punches. There is a mighty truth that we find in Psalm 127. Did you by chance catch it? This chapter opens with a very strong word for how we are to be living life. Unless the Lord builds a house, the builder's work is useless. Unless the Lord protects a city, centuries do no good. Think about all the relationships and things that you have in your life, marriages, children, careers, a home. Now apply those two sentences to each aspect of your life. Was the Lord at the forefront of each of these? How about is even an afterthought? Have you ever considered that everything in your life belongs to the Lord? Relationships, they are just hard regardless of the type. Let's consider dating. That one is so challenging to walk out in a way that is pleasing and glorifies the Lord, especially today in our digital society. Marriages, they are tough. And sadly, one out of every two that tie the knot in matrimony will end in divorce. Work situations are challenging regardless of whether you are the lowest person on the totem pole in the workplace or in a place of authority. Then we have the parent-child relationships. As a parent, we want to keep our children safe. The enemy of God desires to steal our children's minds, hearts, and yes, their salvation. Satan desires to do anything and everything to destroy that child as well as your relationship with and because of that child. Let's consider that second sentence of verse 1. Unless the Lord protects a city, sentries do no good. Apply that sentence to raising a baby all the way through young adulthood in today's digital society. Society frowns on locking our children away out of harm's way. And it is challenging letting your child make mistakes because honestly, it only takes one mistake to destroy a future. Today, in a neighboring community, we received an alert about a stranger in a very nice car that was enticing a five-year-old child to engage in conversation. This person gave this child a $2 bill. This happened at the grandparents' house while two older children were in the yard but engaged doing something else. Thankfully, this person left the child unharmed, but what a wake-up call to our community. 
The parents had educated the young one about stranger danger, but this five-year-old did not have any sense of danger in the interaction. That could have ended in a much different way. Most of us think that we are wise enough to protect those we love from danger, but honestly, only God is able to protect our loved ones. At the end of the day, everything that we have, everything we do, or that we manage to achieve, all of it is because God allowed us each blessing. It is hard to wrap the mind around that because seriously, it is my effort that resulted in the blessings, right? Um, I know, I know. What about recognizing all of my efforts? Yes, we all want to be found worthy and to receive accolades and praise, but all glory and all honor belongs to God. And when we acknowledge God's goodness first and that it is because of his provision, his guidance that we were able to do fill in the blank X, Y, Z. Other people learn that our Lord Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He loves, cares, and desires a relationship with every single one of Adam and Eve's offsprings, their sons and daughters. Yes, that's you. That's me. God created us for a purpose. He created us for a plan. For me, I do not want to deny or even discount Daddy God's glory in my life. So today, consider how the Lord God is being honored and or reflected in everything that you do, everything that you say, and yes, everything that you are thinking about today. This weekend, the last of the appointed annual feasts of 2022 will begin. It is called the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot. This third of the fall feast will begin at sunset on the evening of Sunday, October 9th, and it will continue for about seven days. Many around the globe will forsake their comfortable homes and live for the entire town in shelters that they build themselves. Others will observe this time by having meals and worship time in their shelter. Yet others will observe the first and the last days only. Tomorrow, I'll give a bit more details about what Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles signifies and why it matters in our world today. But today, I want to spend a spot of time giving an explanation about why God's feasts begin at sunset instead of on the morning of a God-appointed feast. Well, first off, I could simply say, because the Bible says so. And that would be a true statement. In all the Bible, we see this to be the case throughout all of history that is recorded. Pagan holidays tended to start on the morning of and go to sunset of that day. And when we celebrate many of our Christian holidays and secular holidays, such as say Christmas or Mother's Day, we arrange our life around the daylight hours of the assigned date. Most of these events are not really 24-hour events. Yet, all of God's appointed feasts begin in the evening and run 
until the next evening. So I've been looking around for an easy, understandable source to share with you. And I found one and it comes from Shabbat.org. And it's titled, Why Do Jewish Holidays Begin at Nightfall? And it's by Aaron Moss. Question, why do Jewish holidays begin at nightfall? For example, Purim starts this Monday night and is over Tuesday night, and that is considered one day. The answer, your question touches upon a fascinating concept, the passage of time. According to the Jewish calendar, not only Jewish holidays begin at nightfall, but every day does. This is based on the story of creation in Genesis, where at the end of each day it says, And it was evening, and it was morning, day one. And it was evening, and it was morning, the second day, etc. By mentioning evening before morning, the Torah defines a day as beginning with the evening followed by the morning. This definition of the passage of time is not only relevant to how we set up the calendar. It has profound implications as to our attitude to life itself. Everyone agrees that life is full of ups and downs. We go through periods where the sun is shining upon us and we feel on top of the world only to turn a corner and be faced with difficulties and obstacles that drag us down. But it isn't long before something pleasant comes our way to pick us up again. The question is, which one wins the day, the ups or the downs? In other words, is life a series of disappointments dotted by an occasional glimmer of hope, only to be crushed by another surge of gloominess? Or are we on a journey upwards with challenges along the way to make us even stronger in our quest for enlightenment? Does darkness extinguish light? Or does light conquer darkness? Does night follow day or day follow night? The Jewish view is clear. It was evening and it was morning. First the night, then the day. Darkness is a pathway to the sunrise hiding behind it. A challenge comes our way only to help us tap into and reveal our inner powers that have until now remained unfathomed. That's Jewish time, the comfort in knowing that no matter how dark it may seem, it is light that will have the last word. Yeah, that's really powerful. I sincerely hope that you will give consideration to this idea and also chat with the Lord about it. Because I'm sure you might be like me and actually want to walk in a way that pleases and yes, glorifies our amazing Lord and Savior, Maranatha. Gracious Heavenly Father, Almighty God, you and you alone are the only true God and we worship and praise you. Thank you for these mighty Psalms that are filled with wisdom of how you desire us we who are here to walk. Lord, you know our hearts. You know every moment of our lives and you see where we have been led astray by the plots and the traps of the forces of evil. Today, we have heard so many promises of your protection and even the promise that if we will do what the Lord, what you desire, 
you will give us our heart's desire. It sounds so simple. Trust the Lord and live right. Lord, we desperately desire to trust you, but you know how many times we have trusted others only to get burned or end up broken. So we need you to show us how to trust and to help us in our unbelief. Show us how to curb and cast off our anger, Lord, because today we were told that anger can lead us to fall into sin. You also promised today that if we each will do what the Lord wants, you will make sure each step we take is sure. You will hold our hand, and if we stumble, we still will not fall. So, Lord, we are inviting you in. We want to see these promises to be evident in our life today. We ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now on a personal note, today completes one week of our journey into the book of Psalms. We have covered 35 of the 150 Psalms. For me, this is a banner moment because for most of 2022, I just was not able to make myself do all the necessary steps to make a podcast and get it out there. In January, a perfect storm of sadness and frustration overwhelmed me. At first, I just thought that I needed a bit of a break after daily being the voice behind Psalmscast for the previous 1,045 days. Yes, I did say 1,045 days. Each and every day, there was a podcast created and sent out onto the airwaves. And gosh, it was humbling to see in the hosting site's analytics how far flung the Holy Spirit carried the Psalms around the world. It was heard in six out of seven continents, including many countries in Asia and Africa. By far, the majority of listeners were in the United States, as I would expect, since that is where home is for me. It was humbling and amazing to receive communications from people around the world, especially when I considered the only thing that I brought to the table was a willingness to be faithful, to be available, and to lend my voice to speak God's living words from the book of Psalms. I know the amazing ways God used the book of Psalms to show me that he did indeed hear the prayers of a traumatized, scared teenager who seriously, seriously believed the world and her family would be better off if she were gone. Yes, I'm talking suicide. God showed me an adult man who was broken in the Psalms, who continued the conversation and believed that God was greater than his horrible situations, a man who wept on his bed and who felt sorrow in his bones. As a teenager, I clung to the Psalms much like a person who is in the midst of a tempest storm clings to a life jacket. In the Psalms, I found the God who saves, the God who redeems, and the God who desires to illuminate the way through this earthly journey. I am alive because God spoke into my life from his living word. And yes, the Lord breathed life into me. I am only because he has been showing me the way. In 264 days, when Psalms cast was silenced between January 10th and September 30th of this year, 
It was the Lord who held me together. When the storms of life and unexpected major medical challenges happened and my abilities changed, God was there. Not with condemnation, but with comfort, encouragement, kindness, mercy, grace, and most of all, an abiding love. So yeah, being seven days into this journey, it's amazing. It is a lot more challenging because of the physical changes I now have to navigate, which is one of the reasons I am asking for some help if the Lord prompts someone to give. There are products on the market that are designed for the handicap that I now struggle with, the loss of vision. Yeah, <laughs> vision. It's important when one is to read. So if you are interested in learning how you can help make an impact in getting the Psalms to people who desperately need God's word to light the way in the midst of their storm, check out this month's fundraiser. The link to get more information is tinyurl.com backslash givepsalmscast altogether. Yes, I would love to hear from those who are listening. I'd love to know about you and why you are listening. Here are the ways you can share your thoughts. The number in the United States for incoming voice messages or text messages is 470-240-1509. For those outside the United States, I recommend WhatsApp. That number is 1-470-240-1509. The email address is psalmscast at gmail.com or you can participate on Facebook on the Psalmscast page. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.